with the Level Up um, podcast with Indeed. It's been amazing. We actually have a summit coming up on June on June third, um, and it's it's going to be on our website. So please go ahead and register. And it's really how do we level up? Women are coming back into the workforce, totally. but we don't want women to just come back. We want them to level up in their career. We want them to level up in their home. Yep. We want them. To- I will start by asking you, Blessing, how you're doing. We, around the start of the podcast season, um, or a little bit before, you embarked on global lifestyle. So you are split between two countries. How is that going? Oh my. Um, first of all, I want to say it's going well. Um, I actually need to put up a LinkedIn post now. So um, I, I try to share some parts of my journey on LinkedIn and I think it's going well. I think there are two things that are going really, really well. One is just being, sometimes being outside of America really forces you to then have a, a, a much more better vantage view, right? It's almost sure. like, think about it as a ballroom and you know, when you go to the balcony, right, you can actually see all the moves and then you see all the laxes you can see you know who is not dancing properly and who whose ice cream fell on the floor right assuming it was ice cream so i'm just i'm using that example to say that you know there are a lot of things that now is a little bit more apparent to me that we are doing right as a country um for for women and for mothers and a lot of things that we are also not doing well um for mothers and I'm also forced to look at other situations, right, outside of America. So we are actually looking at collaborating, for example, with um, a few people in London, right? So having, having those discussions there around working motherhood. And I think that what we have found is that we actually are doing it. Like we are actually scaling from just an Instagram page to a community and now to a to an expat-led community-powered and tech-enabled you know platform that i you know i truly believe can be a billion dollar company um so i think you know we'll see we'll see right if a you know mama four can actually build a million a billion dollar company we'll find out yes (laughs) when i think about burnout i always think about one we know it's happening so um, so how do we at least solve for that, right? How do we um, improve access to high quality mental health um, for women? One of the things that we are actually introducing to our members, and it's also available to our community on Instagram, is um, mom checking. So it's actually momcheck.in. So momcheck.in. And it's literally a prompt. So we will prompt you and ask you questions. How are you doing? And you know what? What is overwhelming, or what feels very stressful for you right now, um, and how can we support you? And um, and I think that that is actually a it coincides with our our podcast topic for today, which is checking in, right? Like, how are we truly doing? This is Level Up, a Mother Honestly podcast powered by Indeed. The last two years have been about mothers taking a step back to support our families. As we navigate the post-pandemic future of women at work, we are back, ready to level up personally and professionally. 
We host real and honest conversations with global leaders in parenting, business, work, and life, providing step-by-step solutions for your next level. I am your host, Blessing Adichion, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly, a chemical engineer, energy, supply chain, and operational excellence leader, and a mother of four. You will also hear from my friend and co-host, Andrea Mulan, founder and CEO of Victory Public Relations and mother to two boys. We are here to level up with Indeed. Hi, Blessing. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. It's, um, you know, it's Friday. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. We are recording this on a Friday and they are my favorite days for sure. I know, I know. I love that we share the behind the scenes because, you know, for podcasts, right? A lot of time you want to make it seem like it's happening right away at that time that the listener is listening to it. And like, no, like, or moms, you know, you sort of need to like do these things ahead of time um, so that we can actually get it to production. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot that goes behind the scenes. So there's a lot of hard work behind this. And um, I'm just glad to be doing this with you. Thank you, Blessing, so much. I It is mutual. I feel very lucky to have these check-ins with you. I've always enjoyed our conversations, um, you know, over the past number of years. And I feel like, and, you know, what was unique about our relationship from right from the get-go is that we never really did small talk. We always, it was like deep talk right from the very beginning, right? Oh, my God. I feel like every time I... Every time I see statistics or I'm trying to like, oh, how, you know, I try to put myself in your shoes. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Andrea would think about this, right? Like, and, you know, you always obviously look out for us. I'm going to honestly, um, because somehow we made you um, our official PR person. And now <laughs> you, um, we probably need to stop paying you for this. Um, <laughs> but, but now you... You've just been amazing, right? Um, with um, coming coming with some real um, solutions because you take this very seriously with us, and I think that was what obviously has continued to strengthen our relationship. Is that you take us seriously, we take you seriously, and um, and I'm just glad that we are able to bring that energy into the podcast to not only share what other moms are going through, but also share our story, which I think we're going to do today. Um, and, and just share how things have been going for both of us and our careers and see if other people can relate to that. Awesome. And that is, um, that's right. That's what we're planning. We're planning to have, to use this episode as a check-in. So we are, you know, roughly midway through the season. It's been amazing. Um, it seems like we blinked and we're midway through. Um, I know that I've had, I've so enjoyed the conversations that we've had with our guests. I've learned so much. These issues that we talk about and that we live through on a daily basis, I'm realizing that there are even more layered viewpoints into them. Um, and even I think better and more productive ways to think about them on the individual level that can sort of help each step of the way as we're going through what it means to be working mothers. So let's dive in there. Let's start there. I will start by asking you, Blessing, how you're doing. We, around the start of the podcast season, um, or a little bit before, you embarked on 
global lifestyle. So you are split between two countries. How is that going? Oh my, um, first of all, I want to say it's going well. Um, I actually need to put up a LinkedIn post now. So um, I, I try to share some parts of my journey on LinkedIn and I think it's going well. I think there are two things that are going really, really well. One is just being, sometimes being outside of America really forces you to then have a, a, a much more better vantage view. Right. It's almost sure. like think about it as a ballroom. And, you know, when you go to the balcony, right, you can actually see all the moves and then you see all the lapses. You can see, you know, who is not dancing properly and who whose ice cream fell on the floor. Right. I mean, assuming it was ice cream. So I'm just I'm using that example to say that, you know, there are a lot of things that now is a little bit more apparent to me that we are doing right as a country um for for women and for mothers and a lot of things that we are also not doing well um for mothers and i'm also forced to look at other situations right outside of america so we are actually looking at collaborating for example with um a few people in london right so having having those discussions there around working motherhood and also planning a summit so we are actually going to plan a summit here in nigeria in lagos um for about a thousand women um, and employers to it's something that has never been done before, right? So it's really about how do we make how do we make women everywhere flourish? How do we make mothers everywhere flourish? Because what what I have actually seen is that a lot of the problems, a lot of the situations we talk about are not unique to America alone. Women are struggling with childcare everywhere. During the pandemic, women everywhere were, were responsible for doing the housework and they were responsible for the childcare, even when both parents work. And so these are the things that I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not just an American issue. And so if it's a global issue, where do we start having these conversations? Um, and so we've started having these conversations, obviously, on social media. Um, but I think what has been helpful to me is um, having that opportunity to sort of be sort of removed. So that's the first thing that is going well. Um, the second thing that is going well is that, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for me to be where my family is. I literally just came back from lunch with my twin brothers. Um, and, you know, I haven't seen them for close to 20 years. And, and so now that, you know, we are a little bit close by, I get to see them, you know, more often. And so that has been truly. I heard that. Yeah. There's a crying baby. So. Of course, the motherly instinct is what happened. Um, so hoping that baby's fine. She's with her nanny. So we're going to knock on wood there. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I was, I, was, I was able to spend time with them. And I think that was, you know, truly, that is something that I, I, I'm not taking for granted um, anymore going forward. Um, things, you know, so, you know, for everything that is going well, there are a few things that are not going well, right? Obviously, I'm not able to be everywhere that I want to be. Right. So, for example, partners that want to meet with you or dinners that were planned in New York that you're supposed to be, mm -hmm. in, um, you know, I now have to plan ahead, which was why I planned um, my trip last week, you know, to Los Angeles and San Francisco, which went really well. Um, but it makes those trips really special. Right. It makes, you know, coming out to the U.S., you know, whether it's for family. I do have family in the U.S. as well. So whether it's, you know, yeah. family events or for work events. Uh, we're bringing the kids over the summer. 
um, you know, to go to summer school um, in the U.S. So, you know, we are making it work. That's awesome. And one thing that I have always thought is so present throughout the work that you do at Mother Honestly is that, or what I think is so remarkable, is that you truly are able to relate to so many different experiences. And I can, I believe that part of that is the perspective that you get from this, you know, lifestyle where you essentially live in two different countries. Absolutely. I think definitely we, I have a, I have a, you know, I tell people, um, I've always been a global citizen, um, yeah. even right from the beginning. Um, I've never thought about a place as 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 my yeah. home. I've always just thought about, you know, I go wherever um, I'm led, and if yeah. that's Australia or if that's Europe or if that's Africa or if that's North America, then that's where I'm gonna be. Um, luckily, we now live in a world where, for example, Airbnb just announced that you can now work from anywhere. Yeah. Um, in fact, they are, you know, working to make ac accessing those visas, um, you know, um, accessing those accessing those visas much more simpler for um, for employees that want to work remotely or work from anywhere in in the world. And I think, you know, we're going to start seeing a lot of that, right? And so the question is, what are we going to do about that, and um, and how are we going to continue to evolve as a society post pandemic? Yes, Airbnb. That's very cool. I love it. I mean, it's it's such a cool idea, um, but I have other thoughts about it. So, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> yep, very interesting. Um, and so, how are you? You're growing your team in Nigeria. So we have a team in Nigeria and in the U.S. Obviously, it, it makes sense to have some people here as well um, to. Um, just for me to build that community, we are building an arm here, Mother Honestly, in Nigeria. So it just makes sense for us to have people on ground. And yeah. Also expanding our team in the U.S. as well. So, so that's exciting. Um, and I think that what we have found is that we actually are doing it. Like we are actually scaling from just an Instagram page to a community, and now to a to an expat-led, community-powered, and tech-enabled, you know, platform that I, you know, yeah. I truly believe can be a billion dollar company. Um, so I think, you know, we'll see, we'll see, right? If a, you know, mom of four can actually build a, million dollar, a billion dollar company, we'll find out. Yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk more specifically about mother, about, you know, the progress mm -hmm. of mother, honestly, and the evolution of the brand mm -hmm. over the past couple of years um, in a little bit, but I definitely, you know, I think that you have done for obviously, you have done an amazing job and the community is such an important, I think, and offers so many different ways to enhance the experience of working motherhood. And it's really interesting, you know, what I'm picking up of what you're talking about and what you're talking about is that it is hard right now. And we've heard a lot about how challenging it is. And I say right now, but really no different than three years ago, um, five years ago, 10 years ago, in some ways, it's perhaps even a little bit easier because we're talking about these issues more openly. Mm -hmm. But there is also a lot of, I think, reason for optimism, despite the challenges that we face. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think that there's a lot of challenge. I mean, we've seen it everywhere. Um, our, our latest newsletter, and oh, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't subscribed to a newsletter, please go ahead and subscribe. Um, it's on our website. Um, but our latest newsletter talks about, you know, just 
this idea that it's just been a really, really tough couple of years for moms. And, and I, I think that we need to give mom a break. Um, that's what I truly feel. Um, you know, we starting with, you know, what we, what we've seen happen, um, in the last week with Roe versus Wade and, and then going into, you know, the last 26 months of the pandemic that literally decimated our careers and our, and every, you know, system and structure that we had in place for childcare and for how we do our work and live our lives and going, you know, looking through all that and all the, you know, um, the implications, right, of racism and 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 those things in the workplace and how that affects women yeah. of color, you know, LGBTQ. It's it's been a really really rough couple of months, and I feel like moms are now catching a break, and that's why the work that we do is even more important, right? It's even more important that we continue to show up for mothers, and I think that's what gets me excited every day is how do we continue to show up for women. Um, whether they are at home or in the workplace, because for a long time it always it was almost like we were thinking too much about women at home, and you know, it was, yeah. okay, let's give them a washer, let's give them a dryer, let's give them X, Y, and Z. And so now it's really for us, it's about how do we make sure that women are flourishing, um, you know, in the in the workplace, because we know that if we if we can just support women um, at home and in the workplace, then we have solved for a majority. Um, of, of, of our gender equity issues. We have literally solved for that um, if, if we support them in those two, two aspects of life. So that's our focus area. Um, and we continue to grow. I'm very excited about our growth this year. We have some aggressive plans. I say that and I'm laughing because my husband is always like, wow, you know, like <laughs> aggressive plans. And, you know, you're also the one preaching one out. Um, you know, preaching for women not to burn out. But I think, you know, we have to be aggressive because the challenges that we face um, are not small challenges and they need really tough solutions. And those solutions are not going to come easy, whether it's childcare, whether it's paid leave, whether it's um, flexibility, you know, at work and, and, you know, closing the gender wage gap. There are so many things that we really are truly passionate about um, as a team. And um, and so th those are the things that keep me keep me going, Andrea. I want to pause here and talk about our partner, Indeed. The last few years have forced women to rethink the role that work plays in their lives. In fact, flexibility has become a major priority for women going back to work. As a mother of four. I understand how important it is to have flexibility in your job. As much as I would love for things to always go according to plan, life with kids is unpredictable. Indeed can help mamas like you find a company that is empathetic and understanding of your needs. Because it's not just about finding a place to work, it's about finding a job that works for you. With Indeed, you can find a job that has the flexibility to fit your life, not the other way around. Not to mention, with Indeed's Work Happiness Report, you can make sure a company scores well on the things that matters most to you, like compensation, inclusion, and flexibility. 
Visit indeed.com slash betterwork to learn more about how Indeed is committed to helping women find better work. So, so much of what you just said, I, I'm actually taking notes during our conversation because I think that there are um, really interesting points that I'd love to just dive a little bit deeper into. So the point that you made about showing up for women at work and at home, that is such an important, um, you know, it's such a it's such an amorphous conversation because what does that even really mean? Because it does mean something different to everybody. And I had, you know, in 2009, when I started my business, Victory Public Relations, my impetus was, the motivation was because I knew that I personally wanted to both work and have a family. And I had a vision of what having a family for me was going to look like. So I knew that I always, you know, I, I from the t- time that I was a little girl, I always knew that I wanted to have children. I knew that I like I fantasized about having them come home and giving them a snack after school and talking with them about their day and all of that stuff. And I was hit so heavily, you know, so I had that foresight. And so I eventually, I, I, you know, when I was able to, I launched this business, which started out as a consultancy, truly, um, where I just was using it to keep myself. It was a way for me to be active professionally and feel fulfilled in that way. And I was hit like a ton of bricks by the early motherhood stage of having a baby and the unpredictability and the way that you feel. And, you know, I really did not see it the transformation that I would have to go through, I didn't see that coming. And so that's where I was particularly challenged. Those were the hardest, those early, you know, when I had babies, that was the earliest. I mean, those were the most difficult moments for me to make the work and the home life kind of fit together. And now I'm in a fully different category. My kids, a different phase of my life. My kids are six and nine. It is not easy and it's not as it's not that I don't have to invest any time in being the type of mom that I wanna be, but I am able to manage it a little bit, a lot better and more happily and more comfortably. And I think about that when I consider the women who work for Victory and the experience that they have. So my vision, you know, my idea of creating a productive and a healthy work environment for the people that work for Victory five years ago, four years ago, three, even before the pandemic was this idea that it was my responsibility to ensure that they didn't feel any of the pressure or the pain that comes with being, you know, working in a fast paced environment, number one, and also, you know, being a mother, a working mother. It's not my job, you know, it's my job as the leader of the company to make sure that they don't feel any undue stress because of the fact that they're a mom. So we've always had a flexible work environment. You know, we've always encouraged people to take, you know, to do the mommy and me class. We've always paid, you know, we're on currently now our fifth fully paid maternity leave, which puts, you know, that's it's not an easy thing to do. Small business. For, yeah. yeah. It's not for the small business and for the other people who work here, you know, that have to absorb their work. Um, you know that can be a whole different conversation because there's a lot of elements in that, but it, there's a lot of elements that go into that. Um, but now I've learned that it's not the job 
it really what an what a company can do to alleviate the incredible pressure working moms feel as you know just getting through their daily life you know not doing anything beyond that just doing getting up in the morning taking care of the kids showing up for work getting you know wrapping up the day in a in a nice way with their family you know there are i've learned now that there are really concrete things that companies can do that don't require a tremendous investment nor a tremendous risk but they do require flexibility in thinking and expectations so that is you know we're learning that every day i'm proud of that i think that you know we can you know and it obviously it depends on the willingness of the people who sort of you know of the workforce in order to try new things and and be vocal about what works for them and present ideas that solutions that also could work mm -hmm. so that is um you know and something that we talk about a lot at victory is this idea that just eliminating the fact the effort to hide the fact that we're working moms in a remote work place has alleviated so much of that burden and the example that we always go back to is that there was one time pre-pandemic i was on a work call my kids were little at the time i was in um our on our third floor in you know in an office that we set up and my son came up he was like four years old at the time and he started mooing mm. like a cow because he was very proud of that i guess and i said um you know, and I could tell that the person was like, you know, curious about what was going on. And instead of, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm at a coffee shop and, you know, a little kid is making noise because I didn't want the person to know mm -hmm. that I was working at home because I thought that that would reflect poorly mm. on their view of my commitment to my work, truly. Absolutely. I mean, it happens to a lot of moms. Um, and I think that one thing that we need to realize is that the pandemic has helped a little bit for some of those things. But I think that, you know, it shouldn't have been that way in the first place, right? No. We should, we should all be able to live our lives and, and do our work and, and live our best lives, you know, while we do that. I think for me, you know, a lot of moms are coming back to us and saying, even with working from home, right, it's still a lot of work, right? It's still a lot of pressure um, because, you know, they now are shouldering all the unpaid labor at home. And, you know, at the same time, trying to prioritize paid work. And so how do we strike that balance still, even with employers? How do we strike that balance with the partners at home? Um, I think in terms of what employers can do to continue to support and show up for, for mothers or for parents, um, I think, first of all, is, you know, childcare. How do we solve childcare? How do we make sure that women have consistent childcare, right? Yeah. So that they don't have to feel guilty if a child shows up in the Zoom background or, or, or feel bad um, that they are not as responsive to their employers because they are saddled with, um, you know, having to, um, you know, watch a baby, you know, their kids and, and things like that. And and also, I think we need to remember also that, you know, we can, we can decide as a nation, right, that it's okay for people to just do their work and have their kids around whenever, um, you know, they, whenever their childcare falls through, and that should be okay. I think that we may actually be there now as a nation. And I, I'm, if that is true, then I am going to be very happy. But I still want women to have childcare. I know that I can't focus. Yes. I can't get anything done 
without childcare. So childcare is a big one that I think that, you know, the workforce, the workplace can focus on. Um, let's get that right for women. I posted something on LinkedIn last week, actually like yesterday. Yeah. And I said, you know, we don't want free lunch. We don't want ping pong tables. We don't want your gym membership. But what we do want is childcare because that's the single reason why women can't work. Yep. So we need to fix that. Totally. And it became, obviously, it was exacerbated. The experience that we had as working parents during the pandemic really brought that into the forefront. Um, and, you know, there are there are so many important ways that society can support, is failing to support working moms. And that we're going to have a, converse, a more in-depth conversation about that next week, which I'm really looking forward to. But I do think, and I hope, that we can also share this feeling that, you know, like-minded people, like, uh, you know, what you've developed at Mother, honestly, many of the guests that we've had on the show so far, we can also affect change by, you know, taking little steps. It's not all, you know, it's not good enough. It's, we should always be aspiring for, you know, to do better for working mothers. But I do think that I've derived a lot of hope from the conversations that I've seen taking place, even amongst clients. And I'll tell you that, you know, I've had two children during the time that I've been running this company, small business, very hands-on. We've gone through, as I mentioned, five maternity leaves. Every single time that someone goes on a maternity leave, myself or otherwise, a conversation, and many of our clients are women as well, a conversation that is inevitably that inevitably takes place is doubt whether or not we can meet the needs of the account in the you know because of because of the maternity leave and that's it's just a reality i don't know what the answer to that is but it is um you know it still is happening yeah so i think that it's it's important to recognize that you know if you're a small business it's tough right, want to offer maternity leave or parental leave. I think you are probably one of the few people that I know that does this. A lot of people have come to us saying, we can't, we can't do it because we are so small. This would cavitate the business. Um, and I know that you go out of your way to make this happen for your employees. And I definitely, I, I, I know that they do appreciate that. Um, I hope that it has worked out well for you um, in terms of, you know, Absolutely. retention. Um, in terms it's, of, it has uh, been, it's know, an investment that is well worth it. Exactly. So absolutely, absolutely. And and that's why you're going to keep doing that. So I think, you know, I think we should look at, you know, even educating a lot of our clients um, and, and saying, this is the reason why we do what we do. And it has, you know, there, it has no impact. Yep. We, we as a business have already planned for it, right? This is going to be your fifth one. So you've already planned for it. So this is not your first rodeo. You're not, you know, just waking up and realizing that, oh my word, you know, one of my employees is actually just had a baby and I have to figure this out. I, you know, you've done this before. And I so communi I think communicating that in a way that um, provides comfort and, you know, yeah, give them enough time. Share, you know, ahead of time, six months before. Hello, you know, we have an intern and we have, you know, this person. Harvard. Over the years, we've developed a really great relationship with a number of freelancers who are able to pop in and help us manage 
the, you know, inevitably the team has to absorb some of what is left by the person who's going out. But, um, you know, we've also developed a great relationship with freelancers and there's a huge workforce of people who don't want full-time employment, who don't aspire to that and who are really happy to, you know, it's part of what their vision for themselves is. So we've been able to take advantage of that um, and hopefully contribute to the experience, the positive experience that they're having, many of whom working moms. So it's, it's like coming around everywhere you look. Um, the other point that you brought up about burnout, I think we should check in on because burnout is something that is so obviously rampant. It's something that is very damaging and, you know, is really hard to contend with and I think affects a lot of people. And I don't know about you, Blessing, but for me, the experience that I've had with burnout is incredibly stark. The difference is very stark between the pandemic, you know, the heart of the worst of the pandemic and the experience that I have now. And, you know, I think it can be best described between the difference or by comparing the difference between pressure and stress. So pressure is a privilege. We want pressure because, you know, we kind of, when we have our version of having it all, for me, that does include a very demanding work life and it includes a very rich home life. And that's what I want for myself. Um, but I don't feel burnt out. I feel exhausted at the end of the day and I feel sometimes overwhelmed and I have to sort of manage that and check in with that. And I've learned the skills that work for me to manage that. But you know, the burnout experience when you just feel hopeless and like you are pushing the rock up the hill and there is no support. There's no, you're really being, fa you're faced with the impossible every day. And that's how we, that's, that's, I think the universal experience for a working parent during the height of the pandemic. And I know that that remains the situation for a lot of people who are, um, you know, for whatever reason, still without reliable childcare, even if it's just, you know, the age of their kids or whatever the case might be. Um, so I think that's an important thing to acknowledge that there is still a lot of, there are still a lot of people who are feeling burnt out with very little option to resolve that feeling. Yeah. I mean, so burnout is, 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 you, you know, you're languishing, right? Um, and languishing is the opposite of flourishing. So instead of you flourishing, yep. um, you are carrying a heavy mental load. You have no support system. And um, quite frankly, you're responsible for a lot of things and it's and it's burning you out. And that's the story of every single mother in America. Um, and especially so when there's no childcare, when there's no household support, and when partners don't do their own fair share, and when employers don't support women, and when society um, you know, makes decisions without considering women. So there's a lot of reasons why this is still happening. And I think that, you know, my, my advice or, you know, I would say my, when I think about burnout, I always think about one, we know it's happening. So, um, so how do we at least solve for that, right? How do we um, improve access to high quality mental health um, for women? One of the things that we are actually introducing to our members, and it's also available to our community on Instagram is um, mom checking. So it's actually momcheck.in. So mom check.in and it's literally a prompt so we will prompt you and ask you questions how are you doing 
and you know what what is overwhelming or what feels very stressful for you right now um and how can we support you and um and i think that that is actually a it coincides with our our podcast topic for today which is checking in right like how are we truly doing because i think that for a long time we have shouldered yeah. so much um as as a gender and so how do we recover <laughs> you know how do we recover because i feel like we haven't even healed um from the pandemic we've not recovered so how do we do that yeah it's i think that that is really you nailed it with the check-ins and honestly blessing that's I feel that in our conversations, in our weekly conversations, you know, we have two, we get together for what we call host chat, where we sort of just talk about what's on our mind and what we're reading and what we're experiencing. And then we have the conversation with our guests once a week. And I'm telling you, it has been so helpful for me, just this, not how, I mean, helpful perhaps doesn't even encompass it, but just a really healthy practice for me to talk about. And I think that that's why I feel a lot better than I did this time last year. So having an outlet for those concerns and those challenges, even if it's not a direct line to a result, feeling like your struggles are worthy of the conversation. You know, for me, I think that that's been a a great experience. And I hope that, and it's, you know, obviously we want to encourage other people to take advantage of that through Mother Honestly as well. Absolutely. I mean, we, so one of the reasons, one of the things that we have at Mother Honestly is the motherboard, right? Which is a one-on-one consultation where you can come in and get feedback, advice, or coaching from a motherboard who is an expert, somebody who, um, you know, understands, you know, parenting, work in life. They are either coaches, mental health um, specialists. We have experts in divorce, in relationships, in equity at home. Um, And these are people that, you know, because one of the biggest thing that we found was that women just need a sounding board, right? Because a lot of time things are in our head, right? Like we're like, oh my God, should I do this or should I not? Should I quit my job or or should I not? Should I, you know, leave my marriage or should I not? And, you know, you can't exactly go anywhere to get advice on those kind of things, right? Because it's not therapy, the therapy is not going to pay for you to, to you know, chat with them about, you know, um, yeah, you know, should I pay? You know, pay for it. And so for, for us, it was more around how do we get women the personalized guidance and advice that they need in order to continue pushing themselves forward? Um, because really what we need is we need to keep taking one step ahead of the order. Yeah. We can't exactly make big plans. I don't, know, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I can't make big plans. I can't be like, oh, my God, here's my five or ten year plan. I'm like, I just want to survive um, today. I just want to, you know, put the kids to bed and literally survive today. So yeah. this, the yeah. motherboard is an outlet. It's an outlet for women to get the support they need from other um, amazing mom um, women and professionals and founders and leaders that can really um, support them in their journey and, and give them the right feedback on how to approach their life. Yeah. And that is, for me, that experience that you described was heightened during the time that I had small babies. And I was, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that got me through a time where there was a lot of tension 
between me and my husband because we were, you know, now in retrospect, I realized that it's because we were both adapting to being the parents of young children. And first it was being parents at all. And then it was parents of two, two children, two careers, tremendous, you know, a ton of responsibilities that were not, that's not unique to us, but I think it's something that nobody gave, like I didn't have a blueprint for how to deal with all of that. And so one of the pieces of advice that I picked up over time was to, you know, make a decision about how I would perceive my mm -hmm. partner's intentions. And once I realized that he has the best intentions, just as I did, it was able, we were able to have a much more productive sort of, how do we figure all of this out type of thing? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know, and I think that, you know, just looking at time, I want to make sure that we are, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Um, I would say that it's important for me for, and it's been a really important experience that I've had from our really, you know, based on our relationship, based on the content from Mother Honestly and the programs avail available through Mother Honestly is just being unafraid to talk about what our challenges are. Um, I hope that that's the experience that re listeners of the podcast are getting, you know, that we're giving them tools to really have the conversations that are going to help them at all different levels. So like the macro and the micro level. Um, so. Yeah. And I would ask what your hope is. As well, for second since, you, since you mentioned, since you mentioned level, I was going to be like, you know, we've had a wonderful time in, with the level up. Um, podcast with Indeed. It's been amazing. We actually have a summit coming up on June, on June 3rd. Um, and it's it's going to be on our website. So please go ahead and register. And it's really how do we level up? Women are coming back into the workforce, totally. but we don't want women to just come back. We want them to level up in their career. We want them to level up in their home. Yep. We want them to level up in their marriage and their finances. So how do we get that right? So I'm super excited about that. We have a lot of amazing people that will be speaking. Um, but you know, from 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 my end, I mean, I I have been very grateful and you know for this opportunity to be back on the podcast. I think I took a break from the podcast um, a while back, and so I have learned a lot from the checking in. I think it's really kept me grounded. It's kept me. Um, it's reminded me of why we started Mother Honestly which is really and truly. And I think you are the one person that always reminds me um, to always, you know, think about why we started and just go back to the basics. So a lot of time when things are not working, I ask myself, you know, what would I have done three or four years ago? And what I found is that, you know, what we really want as women is community. It's exactly what you and I are doing right now. It's really to have real and honest conversations about what is going up wrong or what is going right in our lives and you know crowdsourcing solutions think about it even back in the day when there was no internet it's people coming together and saying oh my god let me help you with this how can i help you with that so it's really about how do we support each other and help each other um and so those are the things that has actually been a in an addition um you know for me since starting the podcast it's really been you know, um, this opportunity to have real conversations. I think our conversation with um, Maggie, um, you know, last week, the week before, that just really lit me up. Um, and, you know, conversations with, with Sherry, for example, who I saw again yesterday, um, talking about, you know, what she's done at Indeed um, with the caregiver ERGs. 
those are the things that I'm like, oh, wow, like this is exactly what I did, you know, five or 10 years ago, you know, in corporate America. And so it's a yeah. reminder that what we are doing works. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, even though it's hard, it's not rocket science. Um, it is really and truly yeah. how do we support each other? That is the totally. solution. Totally. How can the workplace consider women? How can we consider totally. families? And the reality is that there are people and brands out there doing this important work and doing it very well. There's not enough of it and people need to take these examples, but I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. And I'm very proud that we're able to shed light on those stories. And also the, you know, reminder that it's not meant to be easy. It's okay if it's hard, but it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be easy, but it can be exciting and fun and feel very productive. I'm excited. I mean, I think I, you know, this work keep, keeps me, I feel like this, yeah. this work just energized and I'm grateful to be on this journey with you. Um, Blessing. It's mutual. You are, you are a gift to all of us. You are, I've said this to you and it's cheesy, but you are an actual blessing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mother Honestly podcast, a production of the Motor City Woman. Before you go, the Mother Honestly membership is open. We offer programs and toolkits that support you on the home front and work front. Corporate memberships are also available for employers looking to provide real solutions to employees at home and at work. Our Mother Honestly team are Robin Kinney, Audrey Goodson Kingo, Christine All, Oluchi Obonaya, Fumbi Showande and more. Follow us on social media at Mother Honestly. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your reviews are important to us. Leave us a review and share with a friend. Come back next week as we level up with Indeed.